What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor, the station formerly known as 10 Minutes of Magic, now the official anchor station for the Masters of Modern podcast. I'm your host, Ben Baben. I have a very, very special guest on the line, Mr. Corey Burkhart. What's going on, man? Hey, Ben. How you been, buddy? I've been great. It's been a minute, man. You've just been continuing to rip it up and, you know, be the best player not to win a Pro Tour in Magic's history at this point. Yeah, best player to not put up a W at a Pro Tour, let alone, you know, win one. So (laughs) we're we're trying to improve here, slowly but surely. Let's start with winning a Grand Prix first. Yeah, I think you're you're doing okay. So, uh, so guys, this is, of course, Anchor. It's the the audio app where you guys get to hear daily content for the Masters of Modern. And uh, if you're hearing this on any format that is not the app, I urge you download anchor.fm. It's like Twitter meets audio, and uh, you can call in with your thoughts, things like that. Find the station 10 Minutes of Modern, and let's chat magic. So we're continuing the subject that I started last night talking about, which is based on this Channel Fireball Fireball article (laughs) that I was reading about how every format eventually gets down to a deck like Grixis Shadow. These like super, super efficient, you know, threat light decks with a lot of interaction and card selection and disruption. And that got to this question of, what is more valuable to modern? Is it Seer and Vision's Sleight of Hand or Thoughtseize and Inquisition of Kozilek? Because they serve similar purposes in, ter- in terms of replacing themselves one for one and providing some amount of information. And I wanted to know what you thought about that. So it's actually interesting. I think my answer a year ago would be different than my answer three months ago, which has been flipped back to just recently. Um, I think right now, if I had to do give an answer on which one is more important, I would say that Thoughtseize and Inquisition are. Basically, Thoughtseize and Inquisition are just like the fundamental building blocks of interacting with your opponent. Um, I'm not saying that you, you can't play, you know, your white-red deck or your your Bant Knight fall deck and plan to interact with your opponents. That's not what I'm trying to say here. But I think that Inquisition and Thoughtseize sort of give you the the best sort of tools to plan out the game relative to what your opponent's doing at the most efficient rate. Like, sure, Serum Visions and Sleight of Hand are exceptionally powerful magic cards, but I've also played with Preordain and Ponder, and those are even more powerful magic cards. I think that... If we were discussing whether or not Pronder and Preordain relative to Inquisition and Thoughtseize, I think my answer would be Pronder and Preordain. And that's even including right now where one of the best decks in the format is uh, the Modern Storm deck. We're talking, you know, Grixis Shadow playing, you know, five, six copies of Serum Vision Sleight of Hand at this point, and they're only playing five or six copies of Inquisition and Thoughtseize for the most part. So, I mean, that deck's split right down the middle. But I don't think that you would have these decks like Jund and Abzan existing in the format at all without Inquisition and Thoughtseize. Whereas you could still get these sort of like blue-white control decks without Serum Visions or Sleight of Hand. I think those decks can get away without those cards. However, they are much better with them. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, I think we can both agree then what you're saying is basically the velocity, uh, the, the, the impact on the game of an Inquisition or Thoughtseize is just higher than a Serum Visions or a Sleight of Hand. You, like, they, they mean more to their decks in that sense, right? They, yes, on the raw surface level, they mean more to their decks in that their decks lean heavily on the existence of these cards to function. Like, you're not going to go register a competitive sort of modern tournament playing your Abzan deck 
and register zero zero thought seeds and zero inquisition of Kozlock in your 75. Like if you're trying to play these sort of like rock mid-range style games, you absolutely cannot leave home without those cards. Whereas if you want to play a blue style deck, it is perfectly reasonable for you to not play sleight of hand serum visions. Like look at Merfolk, for example, doesn't fall into exactly the same sort of like vein we're talking here, but there are certainly blue decks that you do look to play that do not play with copies of serum visions or sleight of hand. Okay, but so you and I have had conversations in the past about brewing and trying to come up with like those wonky, you know, your two drop leads into your three drop, or you have two two drops that are really important kind of deck. These sort of glass cannon decks, and you know, things like you and I had that conversation a long time about the uh, liquid metal coating deck that we were both like talking about. And obviously, it wasn't a real thing, but decks like that become a whole lot less feasible when 35% of the format is running around with a piece of disruption in their opening hand that's going to take out all the fun you've planned out to have. Now, the face of modern exists right now to tell you that's not something you can get away with doing. If we didn't have IOK and Thoughtseize, do you think that modern would look a lot more, it would get even more diverse? It would get even weirder and even, even more just like all over the place? I think it would for a short period of time until people found either some sort of prison-style deck you, probably featuring Chalice of the Void, some sort of, I mean, Eldrazi Tron is sort of trying to take up that, that sort of space right now in terms of quick clock disruption in the form of, you know, Warping Whale slash Thought Not Seer, but then Chalice of the Void locking you out. Um, but I think we would move towards, you know, many more broad style, like, combo and going bigger mid-range decks because they know they're not getting thought seized in the early game. So people are going to be packing extra copies of removal spells and extra copies of threats, which then leads the games to want to go bigger. Then there'd be more combo decks to prey on those decks as they're like, well, no one's going to discard my hand. The only thing I have to worry about is counter spells. You see more things like defense grids and sideboards and these like powerful combo decks. And then what I think would also lead to from that is you then just see the linear decks. Um, Affinity, Boggles, um... Merfolk, probably a lesser example, because it's a little bit slower, would probably have to pack things like Hercules Recall, Spell Pierce at a higher density. But things right. like that would also pop back up in higher higher numbers, where it's like, okay, I'm going to be the person that's going to try to, you know, be the, the sort of law keeper of the format where I'm applying a quick clock, and I've got some sort of disruption or some very difficult angle of attack. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think I hear what you're saying. But, but the ultimate answer is that without Thought Season Inquisition, you think that things would still find their way back to, it, like, you think that the format would almost become more uniform than it is now because there wouldn't be this universal answer out there that would slow things down. People would figure out what is, if I'm not getting disrupted, the most efficient way to win. Yeah, I'm not certain that it would, but that is my leaning inclination is that you're taking away answers from the format in basically one of the colors, like black color pie just loses the majority, majority share of its interaction. So now the best form of interaction that it has comes from things like fatal push, murderous cuts, slaughter pact. Um, duress. I mean, we could, yeah, exactly. We would be going as far down as maybe duress and appetite for brains. But heaven forbid that I never want to put that card in my deck, so I guess I'd be looking I don't like think for Ruby. That's I don't that's not a real thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the metagame would have to get really wonky, but like it, it's not like losing Serum Visions and Sleight of Hand where you straight up lose decks. I'm worried if you lose Thought Season Inquisition, 
you straight up lose whole like archetypes of modern. Like you straight up lose John, you straight up lose Abzan, you straight up lose what these like black sort of rock style mid rangey, uh, grindy decks are. Like I don't really know if you have these Liliana the Veil decks anymore existing in modern, and I don't know if she's a hundred dollar card in that world. Like I don't oh, actually yeah, I know if there's a shell that exists to help support her. I think if you lose those hand disruption spells, I mean, this is one really, this is one really specific thing I've noticed is that, so in Superior Burning Coco, which is like my pet deck I've played for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, the whole Burning Tree emissary into Superior is a great two play. But in my mind, it was always like, all right, I'll just throw in four Tarmogoyfs too, because that's the other best thing I can do. What I found is because the deck doesn't play hand disruption, if you aren't playing hand disruption, Tarmogoyf gets a lot worse. Honestly, in those in those rock decks. He's fine, and I mean, it's it's not to say that later in the game you don't play him. He's not just like a five six, but early on he just comes down and he's like a one two. He's just yeah one two or a two three. I mean, if you if you crack a fetch and you do something on turn one that doesn't affect your opponent's hand, you're not playing a lot of spells. Like he's just not that good. Whereas like a Thoughtseize taking something important out of their hand with a fetch land, he can come down as a three four on turn two quite easily, and that's. It's, I think that's really interesting. I think those decks definitely, the face of those decks change a lot. So with all that being said, it sounds like in your opinion, you would, if you could only keep one, the final answer is? My final answer, if I had to keep only one, would be Inquisition and Thoughtseize. So as now, much as it pains same, me to say. On the same subject of, you know, everybody's been talking about these five or six cards in Modern now for a little while that are kind of on their radar for bans. I think the format's in a great place right now. If you had to ban three cards, like the ones that you think would help the format, what are the three cards you ban? No particular order. In no particular order, Chalice of the Void, Simeon Spirit Guide, Death Shadow. Okay, so Shadow for sure. That's one of your choices. I believe Shadow, well, I didn't give you an order, but Shadow I'm pretty sure would be in my number three. I think it's slightly ahead of Street Race, which is number four. Uh, Simeon Spirit Guide, anybody that's you know, listen to me, chat with you on Masters of Modern, knows how much I want to rant about fast mana and why do some decks get it and other decks don't. I mean, we could go have our rant about Mox Opals, we usually do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fast mana, I think, especially at an uninteractive form, you know, you're just getting these Lotus Petals for free is, like, exceptionally dangerous. And I think Chalice of the Void... Like, I like what the Eldrazi deck itself is doing. I don't like what Chalice of the Void is sort of doing also in that deck. Um, I just think it's, like, another another card that just sort of exists to say, okay, you don't get to play the game of Magic. And it's like, well, I put all these cool cards in my deck to play them. And sure, I understand Chalice of the Void sometimes can be there to stop, like, you know, combo decks are getting degenerate. But in reality, the thing that it's being used most for is just saying, no, you just don't get to cast these, like, 14 spells in your deck. Fair enough. You heard it here first, guys. Well, Corey, thanks for taking the time today, man. I really appreciate it. As always, it's good chatting with you. We got to give you, we got to get you back on the actual podcast soon. Uh, it's been too absolutely. Long. I would love to. Um, otherwise, guys, thanks for listening. It's Ten Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Be sure to favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. And again, download the app Anchor.fm/slash um, uh, Ten Minutes of Modern. You guys will uh, continue hearing modern content from myself and Alex on Anchor. And Corey, have a good day. Good luck. Good, good to see you on your way. And I, I hope you win the next Modern Pro Tour. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, and where can the folks find you, by the way, on Twitter, just in case they want to? I am at Corey underscore Burkhart, so just my name with an underscore in between it. And uh, I also make content for channelfireball.com in case you 
ever want to find me on there, I love responding to comments. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. Bye. See you, pal.